Hello and welcome to FMIs.online 3 for Thursday podcast season 2. I'm your host Ryan Spendolo and today's 3 is 3 ways to forge a career in fintech. All right, everybody. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, uh, depending on what time and where you're listening to this podcast from. Uh, my name's Ryan from FMI.online. Delighted to be here. And we've got a topic that I know is really going to resonate with our community. Uh, I know that we get lots of requests and emails asking questions about this particular topic. And we've got an absolutely delightful awesomely talented guest to talk about it with us today. Um, Our topic is three ways to forge a career in fintech. And I've got the founder from Contextual Solutions based in Berlin on the podcast with me, Elif. Hi, Elif. How are you today? Hi, Ryan. Thank you. I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. Um, As I mentioned, super excited. This is a topic that is going to really create a lot of interest for people. Um, I always prefer that our guests and do their own introductions because they're much better at introducing themselves than I ever will be. So, Elif, um, do you want to take us through a little bit of an introduction and tell us about your story so far? Uh, definitely, Ryan. And, um, yeah, again, thank you for uh, for in- inviting me here. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's great to be able to guide people, like steer people towards my career journey, which is a bit uh, unorthodox, actually. So hopefully it will inspire a couple of people or answer some questions they might have. Mm-hmm. And um, as you mentioned, I'm the founder of Contextual Solutions, um, a boutique strategy consultancy based in Berlin mm-hmm. that specializes in, in fintech and payments and banking and regtech and so on. And what we do is to basically help companies uh, like find their product roadmaps, build products and uh, fine tune their business models in the market or enter the German market and uh, understand the German market better. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, what we do. Awesome. Um, so, uh, Edith, you've had quite an interesting journey. Um, I, I was mentioning that I went on your, your LinkedIn page and it's, it's unusual to see so many different entries under the experience field. Um, but you didn't start off in FinTech, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't. I actually uh, started off as a very traditional lawyer uh, with a traditional legal background. Yeah. Um, and so how did you get into, how did you pivot from law? And it was law you trained in, in your home country of Turkey, correct? Yeah, that is correct. I um, I trained as a lawyer in my home country in Turkey. Mm-hmm. And um, I started off as an M&A and corporate lawyer. Okay. Uh, uh, and then switched to banking. But I was always working with um, with banks, with uh, bigger corporates and, and, and a lot of institutions, basically working on, uh, on project finance, on due diligence and M&A projects. Um, it was cool, but uh, I'm a curious person mm-hmm. by nature and uh, I wasn't able to satisfy my, my you know, um, knowledge needs during the projects that I worked for. And I was just, you know, they were just ditching the legal parts of the projects on me, but they weren't answering any business-related questions. Why are we doing this? How, how are we doing this? And I'm a person that always asks, why are we doing this? I mean, yes, it's great, but why? Mm-hmm. And, and no one was uh, answering these questions or ans- answering this to a satisfactory level. So um, that's how uh, also after working for a bank and so on, I decided to, uh, to further educate myself to get a business training so that uh, I can understand uh, the business decisions better and have like a uh, like 360 degree overview, basically. And that is how I actually discovered the world of startups, uh, fintech startups. 
and uh, I've been in that ever since. Awesome. Hey, that's great, Edith. Thank you so much for that. Um, I, I guess a, a sensible question to ask before we get into your three top tips for people wanting to forge a career in fintech, a sensible place to start is probably just hearing from you. What exactly is fintech? Because it's a term that a lot of people will be familiar with, would have heard. It's a real buzzword. But but what does it actually mean? And how is it different from, say, banking or banking services, financial services that most people would be familiar with? Um, actually, this is a perfect question, Ryan, because many people do not ask that. And many people even that are in the scene or claim to be in the scene for many years do not know what fintech is. <laughs> so it's, it's a great topic to tackle indeed. I would yeah. like to actually start with what fintech isn't. Fintech isn't crypto. So I would like to stress this first. So anybody that's joined us for a crypto talk should probably wait for our crypto podcast. Indeed. You know, I won't be talking about uh, the coins and, yeah. and the market, market developments and so on. I mean, it's a part of it, right? But it is not, uh, it is not just that. A lot of people think uh, it is that and get disappointed afterwards. Um, fintech is a new age of banking, basically. Um, a lot of resources uh, define fintech as digitalization in banking, digitalization in finance, but I believe it's way more than that. It's basically the whole change of or, or, uh, in banking and finance. It's the mindset that mm-hmm. actually evolved um, uh, like financial services to a better place by changing it economically, uh, legally, ethically, you know, uh, philosophically, technically, in any way that you can imagine. Uh, because I don't consider fintech as just the new products that we see in the market, like, like neo banks or peer to peer providers, but also mm-hmm. the new players, you know, the increased competition, the uh, lower barriers, you know, the access of finance and uh, financial inclusion. So this is fintech is all this in whole. And when you, when you look at that, it's not just digitalization. It's not just uh, technicality. It's not just new products that you can play around with, you know, this nice UX and, you know, emoji banking, but it's more than that. It's just a shift in thinking, okay, how can we change this? How can we take this traditional sector and turn it into something better, something a bit more efficient, something a bit more customer centric? And this is uh, basically what FinTech is. It's a change in mentality in banking. I would never have encapsulated such a wide definition of fintech than, than that. Um, you know, we work with a lot of banks and um, and, and, and through our uh, parent company MDA Training, um, and and we know that. You know, I was just reading something yesterday. JP Morgan spending billions and billions of dollars on technology, um, so spending so much that when they announced it to the market, how much they were spending, their stock price actually went down. But a lot of banks, or the big banks, particularly or all banks, I guess now are really are technology companies, aren't they? Um, such is the importance of that pivot to, to, to fintech. Uh, that's correct. I mean, either they are technology companies or they are trying to be or they are pretending yeah. to be. And yeah. this is where the difference is, I think. Uh, because as you said, uh, X or Y uh, companies or banks are spending a lot of money for technology uh, equipment, for uh, developers, for like new teams and new ways. But uh, as long as they don't uh, integrate that into their culture, as long as they don't understand the essence, as I said, it's the change of mentality. It's the change of thinking, how can we do this better? How can we do it more efficient? If you don't have this and just put a couple of uh, tech guys in uh, track suits and, and, I don't know, Nike shoes in your team and you don't integrate them with your, you know, big word uh, CEOs, you know, that wear suits and there's no cultural um, integration in your bank even, then you cannot reflect that to your product and to your customers. 
And this is why actually a lot of uh, companies or banks are not thriving or are not, you know, succeeding as much as they want to because they think, oh yeah, let's just dump these dollars into this and, you know, it has to work. But it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really interesting point. And I guess that's the reason why so many startups can be so disruptive. They're born out of this... um, cultural uh their cultural identity is innovate is to innovate is to change things isn't it that's that's their genesis whereas these big banks um they're trying to it's like trying to trying to change the direction of a big ship it takes time whereas these small startups are much more nimble and much more innovative i bet you you know the likes of jp morgan and bank of america and all these other big banks would love to have that kind of sort of innovative culture and which i guess they are trying to create but yeah it's quite tough isn't it yeah, it is tough. It's, it is something of a, a characteristical thing also, uh, because when I sit together with my startup friends or, or clients, they have a different mentality. We sit down, then we uh, just look around in the restaurant that we're sitting in. We look, ar- we look, at the, uh, look at how the orders are processed. We look at the plates, and then we always talk about how to improve this. Shall we improve this, or shall we create this? Shall we uh, have a new startup about this? So you're always thinking about the next thing, how to, you know, the need, not just to make money or, you know, not uh, with an egocentric um, purpose, actually, but just to just selflessly to make things better basically, because you're always in this kind of mentality. And as long as bigger corporates uh, and incumbents have this kind of mentality, I think um, they won't have this, uh, this thriving you know, success in the end. Well, that, that's fantastic. And I know that a lot of our community come from a technology background. A lot of technologists um, uh, join or, 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 or sort of um, integrate into our community because they want to make or they're seeking a career in finance. And so this is why this topic, I guess, is such a great topic for us because it is that intersection between finance and, and technology and why it's so great to, to have you on, on the podcast to share your wisdom, which we should sort of move on to. And, and one of the things that we wanted to do is, is just hear from you, your top three tips for people who are looking to forge a career in fintech. Um, so are, are you ready to give us your first one? Uh, absolutely, Ryan. So I would like to actually start with understand. My first tip is to understand the sector and understand um, which sector you're entering. Basically, a lot of people that reach out to me that would like to enter uh, fintech think that it's like this new shining thing that is very functional, that is very uh, cool and hip. But guys, you know, it's financial services and banking in the end. And in many countries, actually, it is more traditional than you think it is. So it is highly regulated. It is supervised. uh, And you will always have this traditional mindset because it is a regulated, risky uh, ecosystem. And as long as you have that, you won't have this uh, extreme speed that you want to and extreme speed um, that you want to launch the product in or, you know, the answers that you want to get from the regulators. It won't happen. So that's why it is really hard, really important to understand that this is a regulated traditional sector and will remain this way partially or fully to some extent in some countries and um, basically keep the expectations at a normal level and do not think that you would change the world or you know move at a, a pace that is you know faster than uh, I don't know the speed of light. It just doesn't happen. So first, uh, I think the people that would like to enter the scene needs to understand uh, that this is again, like traditional, they need to understand what banking is, how, how finance works. So first need to get informed on the basics, on the, uh, the traditional side, and then, you know, get, in, get informed about uh, the technical side and what they can do about it. Okay. 
So it's a little bit um, of, if I've understood correctly, and that's quite a nice word to use because your top tip is first tip is to understand. So if I've understood you correctly, you're talking about uh, managing expectations and just really understanding um, what fintech is and, and, and not go into it with any kind of preconceived ideas of, of what it might, may or may not be. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a nice way to uh, wrap it up. It, it's not as shiny and as glamorous as it seems. It's just another sector in the end. Uh, I mean, it could be health tech, it could be uh, mobility, like mobile tech, whatever you call it. It will always be the same. It's not as shiny as it seems. Just, you know, manage your expectations, but understand the sector and understand where it's coming from, understand the past, and then you can actually uh, make a change. All right. So, um, Ida, first tip um, to understand. Fantastic. Uh, What's your second top tip for people wanting to forge a career in fintech? Um, The second one is to learn. And um, learn your field, learn your talents, but also explore uh, more of them. So you, you, that's the beauty of fintech or you know, any, any sector that is uh, intertwined with tech, basically. You can rediscover yourself. You can make uh, something different out of it. I mean, look at me, <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> um, and basically just uh, offer all your talents in a way that you haven't imagined in a traditional um, career path. Um, and also combined with that, then you also need to um, learn a lot because it's a scene that uh, changes a lot. There are a lot of regulations. Uh, there are a lot of technical developments, like uh, market uh, developments. So you have to always keep tabs on what's happening. Always have to learn. I mean, I even uh, like read. That's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning to look at what happened in the US and Asian markets and ecosystems you know because something might have really impacted in europe and then that's also the last thing i do in the evenings that's something that i do over the weekends whenever i have time i just look at what's going on in the ecosystem try to get informed uh try to read uh books about like different things uh also look at different sectors so that i can apply it to this sector uh basically be on top of this and make this like a, a continuous habit so don't think that oh i know my sector i know i'm a marketing professional and I will be uh, offering this, this and that for the next 10 years. Uh, I think that's not a um, healthy mindset for this sector. The sector is changing, needs are changing, customers are changing. So you have to also change and be on top of it constantly. I, I think um, you know that continual learning journey is important for anybody, but I guess it's actually critical in an industry which is so rapidly evolving and, and changing. Um, um, and it's interesting that you not just read about fintech but other industries to see how what you know or what what you can learn from other industries perhaps and also what you can apply to other industries is that right um, yeah that's correct it, it all comes together in the end um, and sometimes I write some content some opinion piece and then it's uh, it gets irrelevant in a couple of days because this is how you know <laughs> how fast things change in the sector wow. um, I mean not every day uh, but it is. I, I think it is an accurate portrayal of how uh, how speedy this sector is. So uh, you have to be on top of things, and you have to basically just uh, look at how things evolve and be a part of this, you know, evolution. Lovely. So uh, a very exciting proposition for a certain type of person, no doubt, um, to enter into an industry that industry which is so rapidly changing. All right. So, Ella, forgot. The first tip was to understand. Um, and to sort of manage your expectations, but truly understand what, what fintech is and, and what it isn't. The continual learning or, or, or learn um, is your other top tip, um, particularly critical in such an evolving industry, rapidly changing industry. 
What's your third top tip for people wanting to get into fintech? Um, third is, I think, very uh, crucial and uh, actually comes together well with the others as well. It's um, network mm. and connect, basically. Um, I, I say co- connect and network and not just network because I think people have a different perception of networking. They think if you, um, I don't know, add like all these uh, 3,000 people that you don't know um, in the industry on LinkedIn, this is like a good way of networking. No, I think human connection is very important also to stay on top of things because the sector changes so fast, you cannot track it on your own. So mm-hmm. that's why it's important to be a, a part of a lot of different communities, uh, like net, go to, going to networking events, having lunch with people, learning from professionals that are, you know, uh, your superiors that are uh, may, maybe interning, maybe, maybe you're a senior but you might need you might need a fresh perspective of an intern that works somewhere else and yeah. learn from this person uh you know do not hesitate to reach out to these people to have lunch to have coffees to have zoom dates i mean now you can go international i mean we're sitting in different parts of the world right now but we are having this conversation right yeah, it is yeah. so easy just connect uh, but naturally connect not to sell something not to say hey Ryan i would like to pimp your uh linkedin profile or i would like to uh you know increase your sales turnover, you know, but just connect with uh, real intentions, then I think people won't uh, turn it down. And um, it's also a good way to learn, to uh, be on top of the trends. And uh, basically, then this is how you do business. You create an established trust, you improve it, then you uh, work together. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and, and particularly younger people um, going into moving from an academic career uh, that they've experienced up to that point and moving into, you know, first-time careers or, or second-time professional environments, they can be a little bit apprehensive, I, I find, um, about networking, connecting with people. Um, but if I look at um, people that I've observed over the years uh, that have um, graduated, gone into a graduate or intern program and started their careers, the successful ones predominantly are the people that have been able to successfully network and connect with people. Um, because a lot of people going into banks, a lot of people going into fintech, everybody's everybody's clever these days. Everybody meets, you know, and intelligent and clever and quick learner. But the thing that often sets people apart is that ability to connect and network with people because um, um, that that's a very powerful um, tool, a very powerful skill to have. Absolutely, absolutely. And keep it consistent, basically. I mean, we yeah. might be working together with Ryan and we see each other every day in the office, so then we are connected. But then the moment, you know, Ryan is out of office, you know, he left for another job. I don't talk to Ryan anymore. I mean, of course, it's personal too. Maybe we didn't get along, fine. Yeah. But I mean, if you want to establish connections, keep it professional and keep it consistent. Say hi every once in a while. If you like Ryan's podcast episode, just write to him. Don't be shy. Uh, actually, this is how I got a lot of my gigs or also made some great connections with people that I wouldn't have imagined talking to. You just say hi, you you make a comment, a sincere comment about something they wrote or something they support and uh, and they, uh, you know, resonate with that. You know, it's much power, much more powerful than trying to sell yourself or being arrogant all the time. Just, you know, uh, very natural, simple human connection. Yeah, um, being genuine and authentic and people pick up on that and people warm to that and, and connect with that uh, much more easily. So, um, Edith, that is fantastic. So just to recap, 
um, your top three tips for people. Um, and I wouldn't have picked these, to tell you the truth. I'm, I was thinking that you're going to go down the line of make sure you do your um, Master's of Computer Science and a Maths major and all that kind of stuff. So this, is really, this has been really um, insightful for me. So the first one, to understand, to understand the industry and understand what fintech is and, and what it isn't and to manage your expectations about what it is. Um, learn, continually learn. Uh, it's a very rapidly evolving industry so um uh make sure that you're constantly learning to keep up with it and finally which is great advice for anybody no matter what um um, industry you're going into uh but particularly one where you can learn so much from other people because it is so rapidly evolving is is networking and connections absolutely uh yeah much better than getting like a, an Ivy League, you know, degree or something. Not that it's not worthy, but I think these these uh, methods prove to be way more efficient in the long run. Lovely. Hey, Edith, that's been fantastic. And thanks very much for, for coming on our podcast. I found it really, really um, uh, interesting and enlightening to, to speak to you. Uh, and hopefully our listeners, I'm sure our listeners are going to really have enjoyed listening to your background listening to your take on fintech and what it is and, and your top three. So um, hopefully um, hopefully you'll agree to come back sometime, um, perhaps later on this year for another podcast. I would love that, Ryan. Thank you very much. Awesome. All right, then. All right, everybody. Um, I'm sure that you found this as interesting as I have. Uh, remember, you can check out tons of free resources um, on our website, fmi.online. Uh, you can listen to um, our podcast on all the usual places. Remember to rate and review our podcast. That helps us off. Uh, uh, that helps us out a lot as well. Um, but until next Thursday, um, have a great week and see you next Thursday.